Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute. Sorry, I just accidentally highlighted all my notes. Uh, <laughs> that's not relevant. What is relevant is that we're the podcast that analyzes the 1985 Disney film Return to Oz one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Tierney Steele. I'm Mike Carlucci, and I've been turned to stone! No, you haven't! Keep talking! And oh, no. hopefully also not turned to stone is our guest! Hello! I am Lane Colonin, and I can confirm Mike is not stone. Excellent. Thank you for confirming. We have uh, eyes on the ground. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Um, I'm really glad we all made it to Friday and our first Wheeler sighting, which happens in minute 32 of the movie. That's what it starts with. Our first audio and visual cue of a Wheeler. And it ends 60 seconds later with Dorothy hugging a stone cowardly lion. He has been turned to stone. It, it's very upsetting. You shouldn't joke about these things, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with some sort of stone-related... What? Pun. Pun, but uh, there's, there's really one that fits the Cowardly Lion's present situation. I, I, oh, I want to make references, but I can't because people might not be caught up on Game of Thrones. So I will just sit here ah. thinking to myself, and you guys think too, but we won't say yep. anything. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we do hear a Wheeler, and then we do see them, but she doesn't know... Because my thing was, oh, is this our first sighting of a Wheeler? Because we don't, like, know that that's what they are yet. But I guess we did just say, what's a Wheeler? I don't know. And then we see these guys. So I guess even as kids, we were supposed to put it together, right? I would say so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, beware of the Wheelers. Here's this weird creature that just appears immediately after it says, beware the Wheelers. Yeah. I feel a little bit better. I, I was once again scared because now I'm thinking about Doctor Who and seeing these statues and I don't like the close-up of the woman's face. I could have <laughs> done without that. It's Friday. It's been a long week and I just want to like not have nightmares tonight, okay? <laughs> Very understandable. Oh boy. Um, you had a question about these headless dancing women that startle Belina. Everyone's jumping all over the place this minute. Yeah, so my question when we saw this was everybody else is dressed, you know, properly in tailcoats and, you know, long dresses with corsets. Why are they dressed like it's ancient Greece? All right. So I have a theory and it's because they're dancing in that circle. You may remember a little film called The Music Man. Also ah. set, not, not exactly at this time period, but, you know close and most people were dressed properly but then there was a certain little dance troupe that did one grecian urn trickle 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 and of course i'm doing the hand motion too because i can't help it because my family was obsessed with that movie uh we're, we're a family i'm a third generation librarian my dad actually was a salesman although he could well actually no he can't read music but he plays by ear really really well so it wasn't totally accurate but yeah, we watched that movie constantly and my sister and I were obsessed with, I forget what they call it. It's like the Women's Auxiliary Club or something. They do this dance and I'm just convinced this is the Women's Auxiliary Club of Awe, of the Emerald City. They were practicing or performing and that's when they got frozen. I don't have you know, an answer for why they lost their heads though. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, but uh, you know, I, I gotta, I 
gotta give you props for that. I've been in the show and I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I was one of those ladies in a production of uh, The Music Man and I never even thought of that. It's super fun! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think they were covered in the monorail episode of The Simpsons. That's where my knowledge of the Music Man comes and it and ends. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't a good episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. Not gonna knock it, but yeah, it, it maybe left out a few small details. Monorail. It's, it's, it's monorail. A, it's a touch monorail. shorter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Better the monorail episode of The Simpsons than the Pat's episode of Family Guy with the Shapoopy song. <laughs> Which I have had people who said that was their main reference for that movie. Oh, man. Now I kind of want to go watch that this weekend. <laughs> That'll be really fun. Um, but first, I'll get through the rest of this minute. Well, I mean, this is a good chunk of this minute of just staring at these women being like, something's gone horribly wrong. And I'm so sorry. I said that these were what made Belina scream, but they aren't. She screams while Dorothy is looking at them. That's my, that's on me. I'm so sorry. I just want to point out that you still have time to claim the music manet. Oh my god. That's so bad. I mean, you had to, you'd have to do it. That's brilliant, but it's so bad. I mean, it's so bad, so therefore only Mike would have come up with it. Oh, no, 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 he's, no. He's, he's here for those puns. He's here for us. I definitely think, yeah, the fifth element... Um, oh yeah, that's good. A mm-hmm. minute of their own for a league of their own. Uh, oh, nice. We're we're uh we are not the only movies by minutes podcast. I know we've mentioned that before. We actually haven't given a shout out to Star Wars minute in a while. Shockingly, we we what happened to our Star Wars references? We'll pick it up. Um, but <laughs> moviesbyminutes.com has a list of like everything, and we are a uh, a pun supportive internet community. I would say. <laughs> Oh, they, they, yes, they, they're, they're, they're an ample supply. Yes. Um, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, Beauty and the Beastly Minute, Minute of Darkness. I co-host uh, the Neverending Minute, which isn't as much of a pun, but just a replacement. But yeah, there's, there's a lot and we really lean into the puns, the dad jokes, all that, all that quality humor. The Matrix Minute, um... There's, there's one about gremlins. I didn't even re- I've never seen gremlins. I didn't realize Mogwai Minute was about gremlins. Oh. I thought it was about a movie called Mogwai. Oh, you should watch gremlins. Sorry. Um, very distracted. Yeah, um, I, I haven't seen Alien Minute, and I don't want to start listening to the podcast until I see the movie. So that's my homework at some point. <laughs> Possibly after I finish doing two podcasts at the same time. Um, yes, Back to the Future Minute. And many, many more. We don't have time to list all of them. There's probably 60 or 70 at this point. Yeah, because I hit 60 and then Godfather Minute was starting up. And I was like, oh, there's too many. I love it all. Um, But yes, we are Return to Oz Minute. We did not come up with this idea. Pete and Alex did. We, uh, We are not worthy. We are not worthy. And I guess we'll get back to our minute with Belina Scream. Rock! Yes. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> uh, Belina has just seen a petrified Tin Woodsman, who I guess we're calling Tin Woodsman now. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a name change. 
I, I mean, it's not like a huge, who could she be referring to? Uh, you know, like, we, we get it. But yeah, this is the lovely uh, pre-MGM was fair, uh, fair use, public domain. I keep screwing that up. But the MGM Tin Man was not. So we're going classic illustrations with this look for him. I'm going to get back on this same soapbox as earlier. I don't understand why a tin man could be turned to stone and then cease to be alive. Yes. <laughs> he I... was alive as a man. Then his axe gets enchanted and he starts chopping his body parts off. Uh, his Apparently, people in Oz solved the mind-brain problem. His consciousness gets transferred into a tin head. Uh, or maybe it's like C-3PO and he, you know... Who knows? Is it in his head? Is it in his body? Maybe they're independent. But somehow he becomes all, he become he goes from all flesh to all tin to all stone. And somewhere between tin and stone, he, oh yeah, life, he's not, he's just not alive anymore. Yet we've seen multiple rocks talking. Could it have something to do with the fact that they gave him the heart? It's his Achilles heel. Oh, it's his man flesh. His Achilles stone. If only he had a heart of stone, like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> it's, uh, it is a conundrum, and I got very excited choosing my words for how I was going to describe this uh, stone tin man, because I knew how much it bothered you. And I just want to make so many more Game of Thrones references to the stone men, but I don't want to like traumatize you the same way Dorothy has been traumatized. So an interesting piece in the script uh, this this minute is all over the place. Oh, nice! In in the in the script, uh, but we are so so first uh, you know last minute Dorothy sees the stone man, stone man. Dorothy sees people turn to stone, and then we get beware of the weirdos. Then uh, in this minute uh, we get a really weird scene. So first we see the uh, we had seen the dancing woman. Uh, then we see them again, uh, but it's it's different. It's completely different. Wait, wait! One of them has gained a head, and not a pretty one at that, but a cruel, still horrible, horrible one. Dorothy takes what? a step back. The head moves, and from behind the statue, with a little squeal, glides the most peculiar person Dorothy's eyes have ever beheld. So it's one of the wheelers is supposed to be like behind the statue is a head. Yeah, like placed up with one of the dancing women. No, oh, that's terrifying. Ooh. No, that is. Oh, I'm glad they didn't do that. Also, I mean, we saw their shape. I mean, we don't have a person next to them yet for scale, but a wheeler couldn't be up that top. Like, it doesn't work proportion wise. That's not where a wheeler's head is. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Clearly, that was before the costumes were designed. That was yeah. Well, written. <laughs> and I kind of get the impulse to do the jump scare with the one of the statues has gained a head. Oh no, it's someone behind the statue. Like I, I, I gotta admit, like I write, and now when I look back at like stuff I've written before, I'm like, oh, this is really lazy. Like I just went for the easiest possible, like the low hanging fruit of how to get that scene across. And that to me feels like, I'm glad they changed that from 
this script to the final one because that feels like the low-hanging fruit of how to scare people. Yeah, and it, uh, it, it saves the wheelers for another, another few seconds. It's just it's just a weird reveal after after the build up because you you've got you've got the build up in mystery and you saw them lurking mm-hmm. to do it to, to turn it into a jump scare is kind of yeah I I mean I'm saying it would have worked we all reacted to that like ah so I mean it would have achieved its purpose but I think this is and this gives you more time to build the eerie creepiness yeah just hearing that so seeing a glimpse. Well, three brief glimpses. Mm-hmm. And then hearing them really builds. Because then you're just wondering, if when are they going to appear? When are we going to see the whole thing? Where are they? Mm-hmm. Haven't we heard that squeaking sound before? You know, mm. it seems kind of familiar. Mm. Well, and the whole thing, I mean... I didn't realize until we were doing this minute by minute how long we spend on the headless women. That is quite a few seconds of a not super long movie to be staring at these statues, trying to like process. I mean, it's not a huge long wait, but I was just like, you know, it it really builds that. And then we get emotional responses to people she knows. Yeah. Which I guess their magic, which is why they didn't age along with the land and the new generation of people. Wait, the, the headless woman are magic? No, um, the cowardly lion and the tin man have oh, not yes. changed since the last time she saw them. Well, we don't, we don't know about the cowardly lion necessarily, but the, t- the tin man shouldn't change. He's already made a... Is he immortal? He should be now. Well, as immortal as you can be made of, tin, made of a, a material that rusts. Mm-hmm. Now, are you implying that the cowardly lion looks different? But she still recognizes him right away. Is she being speciesist? Is he the only lion? So she assumes it's the cowardly lion. <laughs> Actually, if, if you if you want to be uh, if you want to continue with her putting down the lion in the script, she doesn't say "Oh, cowardly lion." She says to the cowardly lion, "Where's the scarecrow?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Tin Woodman, what happened to you? What happened to everybody? Sees the lion. Hey, Stone Cat, where's the scarecrow? <laughs> Stone oh. Cat. Don't care about you. Oh. You're just a means to an end. Which is ridiculous because maybe I'm biased, but the cowardly light is so great. He's so sweet and wonderful. He has the most ridiculous solo song and it's spectacular. Oh. He just cares so much. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. He gets he gets a little weepy when he's scared in the MGM movie, but that's all right because some of his like good idea all wait outside <laughs> stuff is great too. Uh, but yeah, here he is not standing upright, not a man in a suit, but an actual lion. Actually, when she runs over to him, when she runs from the Tin Woodsman to the Cowardly Lion, it, this reminds me, and it's come up before, but it just makes me think of um, Narnia. Mm-hmm. So bad. Yeah, it got kind of an Aslan look. At the courtyard of all your friends turned to stone. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a whole genre that I suppose maybe has. I mean, that's why I love when people are like, oh, Harry Potter ripped off Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, no, they're just drawing on the same Ermiths, you know? <laughs> and we, we, don't, uh, we don't see any movement from the Tin Man at this point. Uh, but 
later on, uh, he is played by the one and only Deep Roy. And we, we will get to talk about Deep Roy later. Yes. But just to, just to wet your whistle. If, like Mike, you're very upset that he is turned to stone and doesn't move, rest assured that that will change throughout the course of the movie. And it's Deep Roy. I know. Oh, God, it's such a good cross. Like, there's so many connections you can make through him. He's uh, Deep... uh, featured in The NeverEnding Story as well. And Deep Roy is at least one obvious Star Trek connection from a couple weeks back. Could we find one? We, we have one. Because <laughs> Deep Roy plays, um, I don't know, Scotty's assistant in the, the Star Trek reboot movies. The little green guy. Oh, I don't remember his name either. <sighs> I haven't actually seen them. I just know, like, the, the general gist of the movies. Or of those movies, I should say. I've seen the new ones. Oh, yeah, boy. So... Well, yeah. one, one Star Trek uh, connection and counting. All right. I, I have to admit, I forgot we were supposed to be on the lookout for those, but I also don't know Star Trek as well as you, so I, I don't think I've missed anything that you didn't pick up on either. So I think we're safe for now, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if we're plugging the fact that Deep Roy is going to be in this movie, which doesn't happen for several more minutes, I'm assuming you also have reached the end of your notes for this minute. Yeah, but uh, I, I will point out that Doug Jones is going to be in Star Trek Discovery. And we talked about Doug Jones during Pons Mar Minute. <laughs> oh, boy. It all You're comes back too, to Pons. Doug Jones. Bet you guys didn't see that coming when you subscribed to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mac tonight. Oh, man. We're not... We're uh, we also not supported by McDonald's. Uh, but look at the commercials on YouTube. They're still great. <laughs> Feel free to fall down that YouTube rabbit hole this weekend. Have a lot of fun. It's a good time. 80s commercials. Man, we've, al- we've already talked about how great they were. People have been posting, um, like, Star Wars toy commercials and stuff like that, which I never saw the first time around, so it's very exciting. And there are toys I didn't even know existed, I guess because they were so dangerous they'd already been recalled by the time I was big <laughs> enough to be playing with them. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, there's like yeah. a tower for kids. It's just like, this is not, this is not safe at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, and if you find something so good that you need to share it, you can do that in our listener society. It's called The Flying Sofa, and it's over on Facebook, as is our normal Return to Oz Minute page. Or you can find us on Twitter, at Oz Minute, or at returntoozminute.com. Or for the, well, the, the real the real diehards. Diehard Minute may be coming soon. Uh, <laughs> go to weogtiogpiog.com. There is a tiny bit of history. It used to be a thriving Return to Oz community like in the earlier days of the internet. But it's gone now. And no one owns the domain. So, obvious. Now it's ours. <laughs> I am glad we're not the only Return to Oz Minutes out there on the internet. Or not, well, we are the only Return to Oz Minute, but we are not the only Return to Oz nerds running around on the internet talking about this stuff. So we try and link things we find and we try and make connections with other people who have studied this and interviewed people. And so, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, well, yeah. hopefully you will come back on Monday for more good times and for more wheelers. Yeah, so uh, as our as the last day as our guest, yeah. would you like to take us out? 
Oh, I I feel like I'm just re- I'm ready to join in at the end, guys. I'm okay. That'll be the okay. real cap to my week. All right. I'm ready. Well, actually, no. I should have asked. Do you have any last feelings, thoughts? Doesn't have to be this minute. Anything returned to Oz that you wanted to uh, make sure that you expressed through the podcast? I'll be honest. I think most of them got expressed on Thursday. The infamous thirty-one <laughs> nine. <laughs> Indeed, minute thirty-one, second nine. It just doesn't make sense. I feel like that's our in like ninety-four for Star Wars, or actually no. You know how um in in Back to the Future on the time circuits it has the date right. Now. I want like that numbering, but oh oh three one oh nine. That will be our code. I love it. All right. Well, on that wonderful, no one ever forget that moment note. <laughs> Weog. Tiog. Peog. Peog.